mothers out there who feel overwhelmed with life. I know you sometimes beat yourself up for not being the mom you want to be. I saw the way you were looking at yourself today, questioning your actions, feeling defeated. I saw the piles of laundry that need folding, the floors that need mopping, and the counters that need clearing. I saw the remnants of breakfast all over the kitchen and the floor, and yes, I saw your kids feeding themselves cookies this morning. I saw you raise your voice at them, and I saw their spirit break. I saw every last mess, and it's overwhelming. But there's something you need to know. I am very proud of you right now. Even more than when your kids are bathed, wearing clean clothes, and behaving well. Or when your house and car are painstakingly tidy. Because I know that when life is rough, that's when you're working your hardest. I know that what feels like a sea of clutter in your home actually represents busy little hands that are exploring the world in a safe, learning environment that you provide for them. I know that raising your voice is a big deal to you, that you'll apologize, seek forgiveness, and return to modeling Christ's love all day long. As for the laundry, I know that, well, sometimes there's just more important things that need to be done. You need to know something. Although the life of a mom is messy, you make it beautiful. Well, hello, my beautiful family. Hello. All right, so first and foremost, happy Mother's Day. Let's give all the moms a hand. Moms, we love you, we love you, we love you. And uh, here's the deal. Look, you, you know modern technology, right? I guess at times it's not so modern. And so um, we're hoping that we could at least talk to him over the phone. So is that gonna happen? Are you there? Maybe not. Okay, we're moving on. Cut. <laughs> We're moving on. It's all done. Okay, so let me tell you about our student pastor. Let me tell you. Um, his name is Jordan Peoples. He is actually from Champaign, Illinois. The last five years, he's been living out in Washington State. He moved out there with a church plan and did youth work and different things like that. And so that last name might sound familiar to you. If you listen to WBGL at all, Pam Peoples that's on there is his mom. And so, yes. Yes, and so you guys, after this long search, after like looking, God is, is faithful, God came through. And so I wanted you to be able to, uh, to see his face, to meet him, and uh, that will happen. Over, uh, we're working out the details, and sometime in the next couple weeks he'll be, he'll be heading out there. He's getting all packed up and stuff, and he'll be heading here to Decatur. And so um, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of work to do to get things back rolling, but um, how many of you know, we need a student pastor. We need a student pastor. And so um, God is so, so good. So enough of that. Today is all about you, you precious woman. Today we get to lavish our love and our focus and our attention on you. 
And as I think about the impact and the way that moms do things, Diva said it earlier, you know, the standard is not perfection, but it, it seems, moms, that that's something that's hard for you to get because you're so hard on yourselves. You're so nitpicky with yourselves. And so today we get to change the narrative about yourself and what you might say about yourself and how you might see yourself. We get to all day and not just today, but all day, every day, lavish our love and our appreciation upon you. No one has the impact in a life in the way that mom does. Your love, mom, and your support and your nurturing is second to none. And so today, I didn't come to preach a message to you. But I came to encourage you, Mom. And today we're going to talk about the little things. The little things that you do, moms, day in and day out, that make you, you. The small things that you do that might seem insignificant. The small things that you do that no one ever says thank you. It's not like anybody ever becomes a mom so that they can have their 15 minutes of fame, right? A lot of what you do, moms, go unthanked and unnoticed. But I want to talk to you just for a few moments today about the little things that you do over the course of your life that make all the difference. The way you nurture mom and the way you encourage, the way you model self-sacrifice and not in a way that you look like a martyr, you know what I mean? But moms, you, you make it look so graceful and so effortless and so elegant the way you will go without so that your children can have. You don't do it in a way to draw attention to yourself. But you always do it in a way, mom, that adds value to our lives. And so what I wanna do, just briefly this morning, is I wanna paint a picture for you. And I want you to picture a church, okay? And, I, and so I want you to imagine a church filled with all kinds of families. There would have been families where moms and dads were present. There would have been single family homes. There would have been homes where there were widowers and widows. And I want you to imagine like any church across America that there were all kinds of different people, okay, in this church that I'm talking about. That there were people of all different kinds of educational backgrounds. There were people that had a lot of money and there were people that had very little money. There were people that had jobs and people who didn't work. There were all kinds of people in this church and 
The thing that, that, that makes this church special and why I want to talk to you today, specifically moms, to you today about this church is this church one day had a very special guest show up. A church filled with all kinds of people represented there. But on this day, Jesus showed up. And Jesus did something very, very peculiar, you guys, on this day. Jesus shows up at this church and he positions himself where he can watch what people are putting in the offering basket. Can you imagine that? <laughs> He's there watching. And a couple years ago, I, I did a message about a similar chunk of scripture. And what I discovered was that when it was offering time in these churches that oftentimes the very, very wealthy people made a big deal about it. You have to understand this family that in Jesus' time, wealth and fame and notoriety and what you had and who you knew was a big deal. The disparity between the rich and the poor was really huge and people really made a big deal about it and that idea even creeped its way into the church. And so that the most popular, most wealthy people got the best seats. And if you were poor, you oftentimes had to sit on the floor way in the back because you were poor because you didn't have anything. And so they made a big deal about that. The wealthy and, oh, the famous, we want you up front. We want you to be seen. They made a difference between the rich and the poor, which, hear me, no church should ever do. Amen? And so on this day, like many days, it was time for the offering. And what I discovered, family, is that something that sort of became a bit of a custom for wealthy people when they would give their offering is they made a big deal about it. There was a big fanfare, almost, I want you to imagine in your mind, these wealthy people parading around. Oh, look at me, look how much I'm giving, look at me. And that's exactly what Jesus was doing. Jesus sat right by the offering baskets, which would have been some kind of hand-woven basket. He sat, and he began to watch what people were putting in. And so as the wealthy paraded around about them giving and making a big deal about how much they were giving. That caught Jesus' attention. And he was not impressed by the amount of money that any of those people had to give, except for one. The Bible says in Luke and, and Mark also, there's an account of this story, that at some point in this church service, during the offering, a very, very poor widow woman came. 
and she had nothing. And I've told you this before that in ancient biblical times for a woman to lose her husband meant almost certain poverty for her. And so she sees the fanfare. She sees the wealthy people making a big deal about how much they're giving. And it was time for her to give her offering. And the Bible doesn't say this, but you can use logic. I can, in my logic, imagine this poor widow woman doing what I've seen very often many women do. Compare yourself to other women. I can imagine her looking at the almost nothing she had to give. It was like less than a penny, you guys, that she had to give. And I can imagine that she sat there and was like, this is nothing. Like, did she imagine, well, man, look how much they were able to give. Well, she's got a husband. She, you know, she, oh, man, I mean, it's just me. And I, but the Bible says that it wasn't the kind of deal where she was seated, like we do here in the offering is passed to you by our great ushers. Can we give our ushers a hand? Gotta love on our ushers. But it was the type of situation where you would have gotten up to bring your offering. And so I want you to see in your mind's eye this poor widow woman walking up in front of everybody to bring almost nothing, you guys. And so she makes her way she lays her offering in the basket. And guess what? The Savior of the world begins to, in my mind, you guys know how I am, begins to, in my mind, do this. You guys. Her humility and her sacrifice got the attention of God. As she laid it in there, I see Jesus, and the Bible says that he, he called his disciples. He's like, come here, come here. You guys, you, you, you have got to see, like see her. Oh my goodness, she just. The Bible says that Jesus told his disciples But not that it was wrong for those who have money to give. Because I've said this to you before. It's not about how much you have. It's about what you do with it and it's about your heart. Amen? The Bible is not against people having stuff. Don't believe that. It's about what controls you. So Jesus is like, come here, you guys. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. She just, she just, this woman, th th 
they, the others gave out of their abundance. They had a lot to give. But this woman, she gave her all. And she's the one that caught the attention of the Savior of the world. She could have sat there and talked herself out of it. What good is this? There is nothing that this less than a penny is going to be able to do for the church. Like this is not, there, there, it's not make or break with what I have. Like this is so insignificant. This doesn't matter. I don't matter. Like this is, I mean, compared to that, I don't. But the Bible says that the very, very little that she had she gave. And how many of you know the difference? How many of you know what it's like to give when you have plenty, right? But you also know what it feels like to give when you don't know how this end is going to meet this end, right? You don't. Moms, the little things that you do day in and day out. The little words of encouragement, the little deeds and acts of kindness, the things that seem little to you, mom, God takes. And it's those little things that you're doing day in and day out, mom, that is building a life. Your, hear me, moms. You're building lives. And so you can get hung up on what I call comparisonitis, where I don't have this like her, or I'm not as smart, or I'm not as rich, or I'm not as pretty, or I'm not as talented, or I'm, you can look at what you have, moms, and say, what good is it? Or you can trust that your sacrifices and your prayers, oh my goodness, your prayers, the little things that you do for your family as unto the Lord, moms, God will take and God will anoint and God will bless your building lives, mom. I remember one of the hardest times of my life. One of the hardest things, seasons of my life. And you know how life goes, ups and downs, ups and downs. That's how life is. And how many of you know, there are just sometimes you can have some of the best friends and the best spouse, but how many of you know, there's just sometimes where you want to talk to your mama? And I remember a really difficult time in my life. I was very confused about some things and I had gotten myself into 
a little bit of stuff and just was a mess. And I remember coming home and kneeling down beside my mom and dad's bed and just really confessing, really just pouring out my heart. Like, you, you, you know, just really coming clean on some stuff and really just letting them know exactly where things were in my life. And I remember being so broken. I remember being so confused and not knowing. And my parents just sitting there listening to me. And at one point, I'm like, well, there you have it. So what are you going to do with me? And my mom spoke up first, and she's like, what are we going to do with you? And she began not to, well, you should have known better, and we raised you better than that. And we, but she began to, in that motherly way, she began to nurture. Do you know what I'm talking about? She began to not lecture, but nurture. She said, what are we going to do with you? She's like, you were number three of five for me, and I bragged about how easy this pregnancy was. She brings this up every time, you guys. Uh, how easy this pregnancy was until the sixth month, and then you sat there like a rock, and I couldn't even move off the couch. She brings it up every time I talk to her. Just so you know, you were like a rock. Yes, I know. Um, and she was like, I knew God's hand of blessing and favor was on you then. And as I've watched you through your life, I know God's hand of blessing and favor is on you now. And I began to rebut, but I blew it. I messed things up. You don't know. Like, did you hear what I did? I, me I, I messed his plan up. I and she's like, Matt, God is, has never been more with you than he is right now. And she said, I am and have always been your biggest supporter and your number one fan. And I know that God is going to bring you through this. There's times, Mom, where it's as if you have a magic wand you can kiss a cut and it feels better. <laughs> you can wrap your arms around a child, yes, even an adult child who is broken. And just a few words from you, just a few words, a few loving, supportive words from you can make all the difference. And they didn't jump in and try to change everything and rescue me from the stuff that I'd gotten myself into, but they began to pray. And if you've never had a praying mom, I want to say to you, this morning, moms, enough comparisonitis. What you're doing is you have a hand 
and building lives that will change the world. And so stop jumping on Facebook and looking at how other families all seem to just be perfect, right? Because none of us post the junk about our families on Facebook. Do you ever notice that? It's all the great stuff, which is good, because you don't want to hear all that. But stop jumping on Facebook and looking how good everybody else has it. And comparing your family, or your, chi your children, or your mothering to somebody else's. It's time now, moms, for you to take your place, for you to know your place. Remember the biggest goal of your life, mom. Remember the biggest goal of your life was to get your child to go pee-pee on the potty. You remember? If you could just, you gotta go pee-pee on the potty. And somehow you thought, everybody else's kids are getting it. I must be missing, right? Right there. There's that pressure. There's that pressure that by a certain age, if you're, and so everything from going pee-pee on the potty, <laughs> to how they do in school, their grades, and who they date, and how they dress, and who they marry, and what career they go into. Moms, hear your pastor today. When things are going good, you never stop and say, I must have done something right. You know, I must have... But when things go wrong, you're the first one to be like, well, if I would have been there more, and if I would have, and so today, I want you to be set free from that. I want you to hear your perfect heavenly father saying to you, well done, daughter. And I know some of your family situations are, are pretty tough. I know that maybe your life has not been storybook. That there were times where maybe you had enough and then there were times where things were super lean. There were times where the family was doing great in times of great difficulty and struggle. What I want to say to you today, and I want you to remember it every day, Mom, is the little things that you do along the way. The little encouragements, the little pats on the back, little notes. I know some of you like to send little notes and short little emails, just thinking about you or praying for you today. The way you go in and you make a bed, and I'm so thankful, you guys, I've never, I never have to make a bed. Dear Lord, I'm so thankful that my wife does that. I know how, but she, she hates the way I do it. She makes fun of me the way I do it, and so I don't have to make a bed. The little things, oh my gosh, the little things, they add up, Mom. The little things that you quietly do year after year. Jesus sees 
what you're doing. Moms, Jesus sees what you're doing. Pastor Matt, I haven't been perfect. I've made mistakes and there have been things that I've done that's gotten my family in trouble and there have been choices that I've made and now there's financial consequences or, or there's a, hear me today. That we know you're not perfect and we don't even expect that. We love you for you. And so today, remember the little things, a little text that you send. Taking some shoes and putting them where they go. Making a delicious meal. Picking up a towel. Folding some clothes. The little things. And even the big things, Mom. When we lose confidence in ourselves. When it feels like no one else believes in us. It's you, Mom that inspires us to give it one more shot. When we say, I can't, we hear your voice, mom, saying, I think you can. So today, we say from the bottom of our hearts, mom, thank you, we see you, and we value you, and we appreciate you. Would you all bow your head and close your eyes? For every mom that's here today, God, we say thank you. For every mom that we've had to say goodbye to, God, we say Thank you. For every woman who's here or who's watching today, and the greatest desire of your heart is to be a mom. I pray, God, that just in your timing, you would grant to her the desires of her heart. For every mom who's here today or who hears me and you keep reading old news about things that you've done or things that you wished you would have done, you keep playing and replaying regrets and mistakes. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you would walk free from that today. I pray today for the mother who grieves. the moms who are grieving today. And I pray that the God of all comfort would shower down His peace 
and his joy upon you today like you have never experienced in your life. Rain down your grace and your joy on every grieving mom today, God. I pray that every woman would feel your loving embrace today, God. And that they would hear you, not just hear me, but that they would hear you say, well done, daughter. Well done, daughter. Well done, daughter. We thank you, Jesus, for the gift of our mom for the gift of motherhood. And we pray that you would continue to bless everything that they put their hands to do. I pray that it would be powerfully blessed and favored by you, God. I pray abundant health over every mom, every mom who might be here or watching God and they're struggling physically in their bodies with, with a disease or with an illness, with some kind of sickness or some kind of pain. I pray right now on Mother's Day that they would be released from that pain today, God. That healing would be theirs. down your blessings upon every mom and every family. We pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I didn't have the moms do this last service, but moms and ladies who are hoping to be moms, I want you to take your hands and put them right out in front of you just like this, okay? This symbolizes you receiving all of the blessings that God has for you. Not resisting like this. Because moms, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. There's some things, there's some things, and, and, and just indulge me, please, moms. Put your hands right out there. There are some things that God wants to change your mind about. Okay? There's some things you've been believing, that you've been thinking, that you've been wrestling with, that God wants to change your mind about. And so your hands out in front of you, like this, symbolize God, your way, not my way, your way, not my way. I'm mom, but I don't have all the answers. I'm not supposed to have all the answers. And so God, it's your way, not my way. All kinds of blessings, God, we pray over moms today. All kinds of blessings. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Can we give every mom a hand today? Come on, lavish your love. Let's lavish our love upon moms. Look, before I get you out of here, before I get you out of here, come on out here. I'm going to give away some stuff. We um, First, we got some bath and body, bath and body for the first. Hey, KJ and Carson, would you guys 
be my little assistants today and kind of run these around so moms don't have to, moms don't. Uh, Bath and Body uh, Works, uh, uh, Jennifer Steiner. Jennifer Steiner, where are you, Jennifer? Where are you? All right, Carson will give that to you. Thank you. Next we have a pedicure. We got a pedicure. Who's getting a pedicure today? Kim Cheney. Where you at, Kim? Where you at? Okay, right over there. I'm KJ, th or Caleb, thank you so much, thank you. And finally, we got, I was just there yesterday for Nico's birthday, $50 to Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel, take mom to Cracker Barrel. She shouldn't have to cook. Blanche Davis, Blanche Davis. Yes, right over there. Thank you guys so much for your help, thank you. All right, you guys, let's stand up, let's stand up today. Mom, love on mom, love on mom. We love you, we appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day today. God bless you, thanks for your help, you guys.